Thanks for downloading or purchasing this sermon from Christchurch Forward. To find out more, visit forwardchurch.co.uk or join us on Sundays. We're going to read a part of the Bible now, and this is found in the last book of the Bible, and this is John speaking. This is Revelation chapter 21, and it's on your blue sheets in front of you. John says this. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them, and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, or mourning, or crying, or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. To him who is thirsty, I will give to drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. He who overcomes will inherit all this, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, well, uh, thank you so much, choir. Thank you, uh, Jonathan and Anna. Thank you, band. And thank you for coming. Uh, What a great uh, night we've had so far. Music is such a powerful thing. I can uh, hear a song and be transported back to the first place I heard it. And then it will trigger memories and other experiences of that particular time in my life. Music is such a powerful thing. A song can unlock the emotions and the deepest longings of our hearts, expressing exactly how I feel when words fail me. Indeed, music and song are so important, I can remember the first record I ever bought. And yes, it was a record. (laughs) Remember these? (laughs) Now, I wonder if you can remember the first record you ever bought, or if you're a bit younger than me, uh, the first uh, tape. Or if you're younger, the first CD. Or if we're talking downloads, let me ask you, why aren't you in bed? Can you remember the first record or album you ever bought? I can. It was such a big moment for me that I can hear the song. uh, When I hear the song, I instantly picture the shop I was in in, and I see myself asking the assistant for the record. Now, look, I don't normally do this, but, but just take a moment to tell the person sitting next to you the first record you ever bought. And let me assure you, because it's going to be embarrassing, let me assure you that however embarrassing it was for you, 
it won't be as embarrassing as the first record I ever bought, and I'll tell you in a moment. Tell the person next to you who it was. Okay. Okay. I only ask you to say the first one, not the, not the entire repertoire. What was it for you, the first record you ever bought? I'll tell you what it was for me. Donny Osmond, Puppy Love. <laughs> and they called it... No, I'll, I'll, I'll lead the singing to the choir. Over here, they haven't got a clue what I'm talking about. They don't even know who Donny Osmond was. The point is this, we remember the first record we bought, music is powerful. Who hasn't played a soppy love song with lyrics which said everything you wanted to say to the girl you didn't even dare to talk to? You haven't done that? No, 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 no I haven't either. <laughs> music speaks the words that we can't find. And music helps us to escape. Now, I love my iPod. Uh, when I go running or when I'm on the train, I, I can lose myself in my own little world. I get completely lost in music. Music does that. It is powerful. John Coltrane, the American jazz saxophonist, nicknamed Train, who died in 1967, felt the power of music. He said, I would like to bring to people something like happiness. What a great desire. And of course, many have achieved that through music. But Train actually wanted to do more than that. Here's more fully what he said. I would like to bring to people something like happiness. I would like to discover a method so that if I want it to rain, it will start raining right away. If one of my friends is ill, I'd like to play a certain song and he will be cured. When he'd be broke, I'd bring out a different song and immediately he'd receive all the money he needed. It's a great desire and who of us haven't felt it? We look at the broken, tottering world we live in and we wish we could do something to put it right. I feel it every time I take a funeral. I want to be able to play or say something that will take away all the pain. If it were possible, like John Coltrane, I'd like to find a piece of music that would take the pain away forever. But while music is powerful, we all know it's not that powerful. Yes, I can escape for a while in music, but I still have to return to the harsh reality of life at some point. So no, music doesn't solve our problems, but it does express what we really want. Listen to a moment to the amazing voice of Eva Cassidy. She died just 33 years old uh, following the spread of a melanoma. Someone described her as having the voice of an angel. Well, here she is singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow from the album Songbird, which went platinum in 2008. Have a listen then. Rainbow 
It's a wonderful song, but you hear the lyrics, somewhere over the rainbow, skies are blue, where the dreams that you dare to dream really do come true, where the clouds are far behind me, where troubles melt like lemon drops, can you hear the longing for something better, for a better world, for a secure future, for a world free from pain and suffering and death and mourning, she's singing it, but it's a longing we all have, tucked Tucked right in the middle of the Bible are these words. God has set eternity in our hearts. We we have a longing, a craving, if you will, for something more, more than could be found in space and time. It's It's a craving for somewhere, for something that will end the heartache. Somewhere where we'll be loved and accepted and embraced and secure forever. That's what Eva Cassidy was singing for, but, but that somewhere, that, that, that experience seems to be out of reach. We look for that thing in all manner of things. We, we look for it in relationships or in a career, we, believing that, that, that a great job will give us the status and the money to be able to be someone and, and go places. We try to satisfy that thirst in materialism and hedonism, hedonism in, in leisure and pleasure, holidays, early retirement, a trip around the world, or in the pursuit of beauty. Because if I look good enough, I can have everything I want, can't I? We've already heard from C.S. Lewis. Listen again to his words. Most people, if they really had learned to look into their own hearts, would know that they do want and want acutely something that cannot be had in this world. There are all sorts of things in this world that offer to give it to you, but they never quite keep their promise. We long for that something, that elusive something. Some have given their lives to make that somewhere a reality. Thomas More, Karl Marx, Martin Luther King. Many people have dreamt of a brighter future and of a different world, but it's never materialised. And so that, that somewhere over the rainbow where skies are blue and the dreams that you dare to dream really do come true, that somewhere seems to be out of reach, if it's really there at all. But here's the exciting thing about being a Christian. That longing... That eternal desire isn't out of reach and over an imaginary rainbow at all. 
It's a reality that has been made available for us through the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's what the songs of heaven are all about. It's what many of the songs that we've already sung are all about. Look again with me at the Bible reading that we uh, heard earlier and printed on the service order. It comes, as Jody said, from the last book of the Bible and virtually the last chapter in the Bible. And it tells of the eternity that we long for. Listen again to these words, uh, Revelation 21 verse 1, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, now the dwelling of God is with men and he will live with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There'll be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. This is the longing of our hearts. No more death or mourning or crying or pain. Imagine, imagine living in a world like that. A world totally safe and secure. A world where really... The clouds are far behind me and where troubles melt away. That is the world that Christians look forward to. Not not by trying harder to make this world a better place. That's not the Christian message. Loads of people have tried that. That's never going to work. And besides, we can never solve the great problem of death, which always ruins everything. No, no, this is speaking of a world that only Jesus Christ can bring about. This is speaking of a world where our relationship with God is restored. Indeed, that's what makes this eternal world so good. Because realise it or not, he, God, is the longing of our hearts. Jesus described our eternal longing as knowing the only true God. That's what Jesus came to bring. Not just an intellectual knowledge of God, but being able to know God personally. That's the thing that is right at the heart of this eternal place. Again, look at it. Verse 3, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, now the dwelling of God is with men and he will live with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. It's the same at the end of the passage. Verse 7, he who overcomes will inherit all this and I will be his God and he will be my son. Uh, Freddie Mercury, the charismatic lead singer with the band Queen, said these words, Success has brought me world idolisation and millions of pounds, but it has prevented me from having the one thing we all need, a loving, ongoing relationship. He was onto something. Uh, Freddie Mercury knew that you can have everything and have nothing. He had success, wealth, every material possession and every luxury this world affords. You can have it all and have nothing. But then I guess we know that. How often have we longed for things, things that we thought would make us happy and content, and then no sooner have we got them than we want something else. So Freddie Mercury was onto something. He knew that the thing we want acutely, the thing that we were made for, is a loving, ongoing relationship. But listen, it's not just any loving, ongoing relationship, but a loving, ongoing relationship with the God who is there. That's what our hearts are longing for. Just listen to the songs we sing. So many of them are about love. John, Paul, George and Ringo sang that love is all you need. Since then we've been told it changes everything and on a good day you can feel it in your fingers and your toes. We love to sing about love because we were made for a loving ongoing relationship with the one who is love. 
And that's why when we're out of the loving relationship with God that we were made for, everything unravels. When we're separated from the source of life, death comes. When we don't know the meaning of life, despair sets in. When we ignore the God of love, destruction and separation reign. Being estranged from God is the source of all our problems. And it is the reason for the aching and longing in our hearts. And worse, it is the reason we need to fear death and what comes beyond death. In the Bible, it's described as the second death. It actually comes on the very next verse of the Bible reading printed on the service order. But when I had these printed, I hadn't quite sorted out exactly what I was going to say. And I'm sorry, I should have included it. But it's it. the next verse talks about the second death. The second death is total separation from the God we were made for. Desperately, that's what we deserve. For we've cut ourselves off from God, who is everything, and so we stand to lose everything. But Jesus came to deal with that problem. By dying on the cross, he took the penalty, the punishment, if you will, that we deserve for ignoring the God who loves us. That's why so many of the songs of heaven are about Jesus. And they refer to Jesus as the Lamb of God because he was the sacrificial lamb who died for us. And so he's opened the way for us to be reconciled to God now and for eternity. And look there in verse 6. If you're thirsty for it, you can have it for nothing. Isn't that something? C.S. Lewis wrote these words. Our lifelong nostalgia, our longing to be reunited with something in the universe from which we now feel cut off. To be on the inside of some door which we've always seen from the outside is no mere neurotic fancy, but the truest index of our real situation. And to be at last summoned inside would be both glory and honour beyond all our merits and also the healing of that old ache. The heart of the Christian message is the message that meets the longing of our hearts. And the heart of the universe is a God of relationship, a God who's love, a God who loves you, a God who made you and me to love and to be loved and most of all to be in a loving relationship with him. And even though we've rejected him, ignored him, spurned him, broken his heart, he sings a song of love wooing us back, a song of love about his beloved son, who loved us so much that he's prepared to die for us to win us back. Have you ever been loved that much that someone would die for you? That's what we read off here, a relationship with God restored. Can you hear the song move in your heart? Can you hear the songs that your own heart sings? Songs of longing for this one who loves you. Songs for this place where there is no more death or mourning or crying or pain. If you can hear those songs, then I'd like to invite you to the Christian Explored course that we run. It's a seven-week course. It's beginning on Tuesday. Uh, you could come for one week. If this Tuesday is too quick for you because you've already organised other things, you can join in week two. In fact, I was speaking to somebody this morning who's going to do just that. Come along for one week and see if you like it. Uh, you don't have to come back. Come along and hear what we've been thinking about tonight. The, uh, this thing that can actually be a reality, not a rainbow far away. Come and hear why this isn't wishful thinking. 
investigate the good evidence that Jesus really can deliver on this promise to give us eternity and the deep longings of our hearts. Well, thanks very much for listening. It's uh, time to sing again. And uh, Jonathan's going to lead us uh, as we turn to sing. Thank you very much.